You ready for some old-fashioned Bible studies? Bible study. You ready for some old-fashioned Bible study? Hey, hey. Let's get into some old-fashioned Bible study. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's get into this. Hi, this is Joseph Brownlee of Connecting the Dots. Canatudo el punto, canatudo el punto espanol. Welcome, welcome, hello everyone. Welcome to all my listeners from the U.S. of A. and also my international listeners. I'd like to say hello to everyone. You know, thank you Germany, thank you uh, Philippines, thank you Israel, uh, thank you Spain, and thank you all my international lis- listeners. Also my local listeners here in Chicago and also my U.S. of A. listeners. Thank you for listening to my show. This is Joseph Brownlee of Connecting the Dots. Genesis, the early chapters, is what I am reviewing and studying for the last week or so. Genesis, the early chapters. Early chapters meaning the beginning, which is creation. Then we're going to get in into uh, the creation of life, Adam and Eve. Oh, you want to call them male and female humans? And we're going to get into Cain and Abel, and we're going to get into the Tower of Babel, and we're going to yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do the Tower of Babel as well. We're going to get into Noah. We're going to get into all of that. Oh, which way it ever went, it goes. Let's get into early Genesis. This book needs to be read by all believers. This book needs to be read by all believers, okay? Now, without any further ado, without a lot of, because I can get the rambling, I can get the ranting, and I can take up a lot of time. And the, but the last podcast, the last show I have done, you know, it ain't like it was a while ago. I would say about five minutes ago that I have done. I've done a lot of explaining, a lot of breaking down, breaking down different wordings, because that's what I'm into now, words. I really want to understand God's words. So in order for me to really teach someone the word of God, I have to understand it myself. I have to know what's, what I'm reading. And I have to know. I have to learn how to interpret it myself. So as I learn, I teach. As I teach, I learn. That's my favorite saying when it comes to connecting the dots. So there for that's why I do a lot of explaining sometimes it might be aggravating to some people but really I do this to try to get an explanation that sometimes some people might need might might not even need me to explain it to them but I'm thinking about the others not you all that I already know you perfect you know everything I'm not thinking about you all I got that from some other guy he always said it but it's kind of funny you guys the ones that know everything I'm not talking to you all I'm talking to the ones that need a better breakdown and understanding and then I'm talking to the ones that always have questions and questions I have no way of understanding your questions I cannot hear your questions you you uh if you want you know I don't get any comments or any q and I don't do none of that here as of yet you know this still was a growing podcast but I try to answer some questions or break down some things without even that Q&A coming up and I hope I can explain certain things the best way I can I'm not saying I'm 100% right or accurate and I'm going to be reading certain out of other people's notes and I'm just going to give my opinion what I feel about it I'm also going to be reading out the original text as well and the Hebrew text supposed to be the Hebrew text as well I say supposed to because it's been mechanically it's called a mechanical breakdown of the Hebrew text so you know we just I'm just I'm just entraining in this and I'm just 
throwing this out there as you know as I'm learning you're going to be learning as well so I'll be using that text as well so that's what I'm going to be doing in the study of Genesis I'm also going to be hitting some scriptures scriptures and different things like that the reason I'm doing all this because you just not cannot study the Bible without digging at it without getting a little history it's going to take some sweat equity I mean, it's going to take some really sweat equity, equity to really understand what God's word, especially when it comes to the beginnings, you know, the beginnings of Genesis going into um, the Old Testament as well, because the Bible, especially the King James Version, can be kind of confusing to a lot of people that don't read the King James Bible that might read other translations. So, therefore, I hope this will give you a hunger or a drive for now on to try the King James Bible. I'm not telling you to just leave your Bible. That's only you. But I'm just saying at least give the King James Bible a chance. Okay, let's get into this. All right. I left off, I gave you a breakdown of creation and different things like that. So like I said about creation, you know, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Remember, I broke down the name of God, meaning God in the Hebrew terms, the way Hebrew looked at him as uh, YHWH, which is Yahweh, or some people might spell it, you know, fully in Yahweh, or different things, or call it Elohim or Adonai. But it's Yahweh, meaning the creator, uh, the, the, uh, the self existent, and mean, you know, the uh, he might. Might be far to some people you know he's god he's the creator and far said then i talk about the second chapter i went in there from uh genesis 2 and 4 and broke down lord god which means yahweh elohim it's more personal maybe looking at it and maybe this is a breakdown of what adam see things i also broke down that genesis 1 and genesis 2 it's not contradicting themselves it's not two creations remember i explained that genesis 1 and Genesis 2 is not two creations. It's just Genesis 2 is like a parenthesis. Uh, what is a parenthesis? A parenthesis means it's a use of a phrase, word, or sentence that's added into writing as extra information or an afterthought. That means a parenthesis. I'm a parenthesis is breaking down things that happen or giving you some extra information before you get to the real juice, which starts in uh, Genesis chapter 2 in the genealogy. That's, Genesis chapter 2 is really breaking down how the creation went, uh, excluding, you know, the creating of the heaven and the earth. It breaks down the heavens and creation and et cetera and stuff like that. And then it breaks down the creation of man and then the creation of woman and stuff like that. Then I went into the Hebrew. Your Hebrew don't use the term man. It used the term human. You know, used the term human. Some translations in the living Bible use human beings and stuff like that. I don't see a problem with that. But I'm just talking about the different translation that's used. King James uses man. So I, for more familiar purposes since I'm reading after killing James I'm using man your translation might have human on human beings that I mean your, your in error just mean you probably looked at the Hebrew translation as humans etc stuff like that okay all right and then I broke down the creation of the beast. The man should not be alone. You know, the creation of the beast. And then I broke down what God, you know, God gave Adam the ability or freely gave him the ability to name the animals. And I just said he named the creatures of that time. You know, went to, uh, the creatures that was created at that time, those are the animals, and I don't know what creatures they were, or every creature, you know, the basic creatures like the tiger, lion, bear, who's there? <laughs> you know, those different creatures, the horses and whatever like that, and then you got the fishes and stuff like that. Those are the animals that uh, Adam named, not the... The, not the crossbreed animals of today or started over hundreds and hundreds of years ago. The crossbreed animals and all these she animals and he animals they got now, the different mixtures and stuff like that. Not those type of animals. <coughs> 
Also, I remember I, uh, remember I mentioned a Rockweller. I don't know who came first, a Rockweller or the Double Pigeon. The Double Pigeon or the Rockweller when it comes to a mixed breed. Now, in my study of learning about, when I studied up on dogs, and it's very interesting, I'm going to give you a breakdown on a mixed breed of dogs in another teaching. Maybe I'll do that on, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> Body of Christ, real talk. But I broke down, I got a little study on the mixed breeders. You can look that up to yourself. You don't have to wait for me, but you can look at mixed breeds and different breeds. And you know what I mean by mixed breeds. Those are the animals that Adam did not name because man was responsible after the curse. You know, they were responsible of mixed breeding animals and they gave those animals those names. Adam did not because those are mixed breed animals. Now they probably got the breeds from the original animal. Mixed breed means hybrid. Now hybrid, there's been a lot of hybrid beast that was created by man. The term hybrid just means it's a mix. You know, God did not use no mix back then. He created the original wolf. He created the original dog. He created the original cat and what, et cetera, et cetera, like that. Every other thing that came after that hundreds, hundreds of years after the curse is mixed breed. So God had no hand in it. I don't care if it came to fish or whatever. If they was just mixed and it was made out of something else. Now you have other creation out there that God made that man has not touched that we just haven't seen before. But I'm just talking about the mixed breed and mixed animals. I got into that, et cetera. The Rockweller was uh, mainly discovered, I think, somewhere, somewhere, a teach, a study in AD 74, while I did not know that. I thought the uh, Rockweller was a, a mixed breed from a Doberman Pigeon, but the Doberman Pigeon was a mixed breed, according to my study, from the Rockweller, because the Doberman Pigeon, a little smaller, and the Rockweller was used for different things. They was used for mostly pulling sleds and different things like that out of Germany, where the German Shepherd came from. So the Rockweller's been around for thousands of years. They, they are old, from one of the oldest dog Rockwellers, you know, they've been around for a long time. So the Doberman Pigeons was a mixed breed. They came from the Rockweller, okay? So Adam didn't name a Doberman Pigeon, but Rockwellers, whether they mixed breed or not, I didn't, I don't know that yet, but I know they've been around longer than Doberman Pigeon. They could have been a mixed breed, maybe, I don't know. But I know Rockwellers been around for thousands of years, which I did not know, and they mostly originated back in Germany. They was used for different things, and that's another study in itself. Wow. I said that because I mentioned a Rockweller as a mixed breed. I might have to retract on that, I don't know, but that's why you do your study, and that's why you do your backtrack, and that's why you try to get what's really going on. You don't just throw stuff out there, and I try to go back, and I just retract myself because I know I can make some errors, okay? And I will let you know if I have, okay? So that's what I mean by mixed breed. I broke down all of that. Then I went to uh, Genesis. Oh, let me go back uh, here now. We read through Genesis 2 and 19 all the way to 25. We stopped at 24, remember? 23 was Adam said, this is how bone, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, 24, therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, shall hold on to his wife. Okay, then I read it uh, 24. Uh, out of the Hebrew text, the original Hebrew text, which said, therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother, and he will adhere, hold on to with this woman, and they will exist a flesh unit. That's the Hebrew text, a flesh unit, the way the Hebrew text reads out, the trans, uh, King James translated out of, et cetera, whatever. Okay, and then I stopped on uh, 25 in Genesis 2, 
and 25 said they were both naked. The man and his wife were not ashamed. I'll stop right there. But I also, I'm going to go back and I'm going to give a breakdown on, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and, and uh, the earth was out form and void. And I need to do a breakdown because I gave you my opinion, what I think it meant by, uh, you know, the earth, the earth was was formless and void. Remember, I gave you my opinion. I gave you JoJo's opinion. But I wanted to give you others' opinion, what they think the opinion down, not only from different teachers, from Mary and Manly and other, you know, uh, teachers and theologians as well, you know. <clears throat> and remember, I told you about the breakdown that they think the earth was older or the earth pre-existed before. And I want to at least give you a fair breakdown because they could be true, but I just gave you my opinion. I just don't see that. But they, I'm, it's, it's fair for give me, give you my their view of what happened. And they got some scriptures to back, you know, back this up. So I want to give you their view. So I want you to look at both sides and you make your choice from there, okay? But right now, I just want to go to back to Genesis 2. And 25, okay, Genesis 2 and 25, we said they were both naked. And it says here, and they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Now, we're not ashamed. Let's get to the ashamed part. Why were they not ashamed? Ain't nakedness ashamed? What do we do? We always try to hide ourselves. We always try to stay hidden and stuff like that. When we get out the shower or when we put on clothes, we cover up certain parts. Now, for the male, you will find a male walking around with bareless body in his upper shirt more than a female. Why? Because of a certain area or that need to be covered on the female. Therefore, where I'm going with this is, it's certain parts that God made on a female and on the male that's supposed to be covered today. Now, thousands of years covered up, you know, we don't want that showing. I ain't talking about, you know, nothing else. But I'm just saying, in reality now. But before then, there was not reality. Say, Joe, what do you mean? Okay. It says, and they were both naked. This is Genesis 2 and 25. I hope you're following on with me with your Bible. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Now, the Hebrew text says uh, in 25, and the two of them, the human and his woman, called Adam the human, you know, and his woman existed nude, existed nude. Meaning when they was made, they was nude, and they were not ashamed of themselves. Okay, the point is, I'm going to be breaking down both the King James and the, uh, the original Hebrew the Hebrew text. I'm not going to say the original because I don't think no one has the original. But this is the closest text. Supposedly came from the Dead Sea Scrolls or whatever. How accurate, I don't know. But I'm going on a mechanical translation of Genesis, you know, by uh, this teacher called Jeff Bell. Okay, and I'm reading both translations. So stay with me on this, okay? All right. Now, I, bo I broke that down. In a way, they both were naked, the man and his wife, or the human and his woman, according to the Hebrew text. And they were not ashamed, you know. Okay, the Hebrew says they existed nude, okay. Okay, but the, uh, <clears throat> the King James says they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Okay, they were both naked. In other words, why were they not ashamed? That's the issue. Why? Because we have to remember this is 
before the curse. Shame fastness came after the curse. Shame fastness, knowledge of good and evil, remember, came, I'm getting ahead of myself, came after the curse. I said, let me not get ahead of myself. We'll go get into that because I got a lot to go into. Okay. They were not ashamed. They had nothing to be ashamed of. They was in their normal clothing. They was in their normal clothing. Okay. I got a call coming in, but I cannot answer it now. Uh, all right, I got to answer that later because I'm doing some teaching right now. I got to, I got to answer that later. But uh, they were not ashamed, okay? All right, because shame came later. They had no reason to be ashamed. Now, why were they not ashamed? Because they was in their normal clothing. You have some translators believe God covered him with their glory. You know, his glory. So then I have to question that because why would God cover them anyway if they had no shame? They knew no better. They had no shame. It was just like a little baby. It was just like, a you know, little babies. I'm talking about, I ain't talking about little preteens or nothing like that. I'm talking about little babies. It was just like having a little baby. Okay. And uh, babies see each other and they don't know what they're looking at. That's just part of their form. You know, kids, just part of their form. That's what they see. They're not looking at certain parts or whatever like that. they just playing. They're just seeing. They just figure. That's the way they look. Babies walk around naked all day long if you let them. With no clothes on. They would. Because they have no shame. They're babies, in other words. That's how Adam and Eve was, or the woman and the man was, okay? There was no shame. They had a reason for no shame because shame, fasting, and shameless came after the curse, okay? I hope I got this straight, okay? They, okay, they had no shame. They were, they were one flesh. There was no reason to be ashamed. There was one. They seen each other as one, okay? I'm going to read a quote that I read. I got these notes down. Having nothing in them or on them that caused shame, nothing sinful. There was no sin. Detecting scandalous or blameworthy, no sin in their nature, no guilt or their consciousness, no guilt on their consciousness. They were like children, like little babies, like I was saying. They were like children. There was no guilt on their conscience. There was none of that. There was no such thing as shame. Okay, there was no such thing as guilt. All that happened after the curse. Okay, I just want to put it out there. That's why they were not ashamed for the ones not getting to understand, not for the ones that know it all. You know, I'm not talking to y'all, but I'm talking to the ones that need a better explaining. They were not ashamed. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Now, I'm going to do this about maybe five more minutes. It's going to be a little shorter, but I'm going to come back to this and everything. But I'm going to, I'm going to finish it off. But I want to get through this because I have something to do and I'm going to come back. But I wanted, I wanted to break that down. There was no shame. There was without any clothing because they didn't need clothing. Clothing did not exist, of course. There was no clothing. They was nude, as the Hebrew text said it. They was naked, as the King James Bible said it. Both of them is accurate. Okay? We, today look at ourselves as being covered, okay? We need to be covered because we don't want certain parts, secret parts, you know, showing that everybody else can see. I'm talking about in a normal format. I'm not talking about all this unnatural stuff. I'm talking about in a normal format, okay? We are not, we are ashamed, so we keep ourselves covered. Remember, I'm in an area that's gonna hear a lot of loud 
obnoxious cars going by. Everybody just feel that you have to blast their music and stuff going back because I'm not in a soundproof area, even though it's supposed to be in this library. So, you know, excuse me for that. But that's what it means that we are not ashamed, okay? They were not ashamed, you know, but we are ashamed today because this is precursor, I like to call it. This is precursor, all right? Okay. All right, that's Genesis 2 and 25, okay? Now, going into Genesis 3, this is interesting because, remember, they were not ashamed. Now, when did this fall take place? This is going to be the beginning of the fall, which I'm going to get into in Chapter 3. I'm going to come back to this because this is going to take me a while because while I'm going to be breaking down and doing some scriptural teaching on this, you know, because and I'm going to read it slow and it's going to be a learning process for all of us. OK, but I wanted to stop there about that, you know, and I'm going to be hitting different scriptures and whatever like that. So, all right, <coughs> we're going to get into three. Let's start off. And verse 3, I'm going to do about five more minutes, and I'm going to start off with verse 3. Now, in Genesis 3, let's get into that. And what I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be reading out of the King James Bible, verse 3. And I'm going to be also breaking down from the mechanical translation of Genesis, the Hebrew text, okay, of what, what how the Hebrew broke it down, okay, the Hebrew text. And their language, you know, I'm going to break it down. Now, Genesis 3 goes this way. And the serpent was more subtle. I'm reading out of the King James now. You might have a different translation, but remember, I'm reading out of the King James Bible. Now, the serpent was more subtle or more crafty than any beast of the field, which the Lord God, Yahweh Elohim, had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Now, when did this happen? When did this serpent come? See, we don't have no idea when did it start. Was it a while before the serpent attacked? Or was it right after the verse right here when it said, <clears throat> And the wife, and they both were naked. Now, the Bible is a continuation. So it's just, I don't know if this is a continuation or anything like that. But when did the serpent come or when did it happen? What's up with this serpent? What's the deal with this serpent? How did the serpent get this? Now, we're talking about the serpent, not Satan. Let's talk about the serpent. Then I'm getting into that. Now, it says here in three, now the serpent was more subtle or subtle or crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. Remember, the serpent was also perfect, okay? But check this out. And the, God, the Lord God had made, and he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Okay, now remember, who's talking? The serpent or Satan? Now we hear the stories in Bible school and growing up in church that Satan tricked Eve. Satan made Eve eat of the apple. Now we know it wasn't an apple, but I'm just saying the stories we heard. Satan, you heard about the serpent to an extent or the snake, that some people call it, you know, but the Bible uses serpent. Okay, now let's look at the Hebrew text and see what the Hebrew text, the original text, or the text that's close to original out of the Dead Sea Scrolls or whatever uh, says. Now, 
This is the Hebrew. And the serpent, it uses serpent as well. Hmm, interesting. Had existed as a subtle or crafty one from all the living ones of the field, which Yahweh, Y-H-W-H, Hebrew, Yahweh means ex he exists, uh, which Yahweh or the Lord God made. And he said to the woman, did God really say you will not, or the Hebrew text says Elohim, really say you will not eat from all the trees of the garden? Did Elohim really say you will not eat from all the trees of the garden? Now, let's read the King James. And he said unto the woman, He hath God said you should not eat of every tree of the garden? Same thing. It's the same translation, but it's the original way the Hebrew and the Hebrew language. You remember, you got to look at it in their culture, you know, translated this, okay, which is the correct translation. The translation, King James translated so-called from these texts, I believe. I believe. I don't have concrete proof, but I believe. But let's just say for uh, explanation purposes and for, you know, time purposes, this is true. Just say this is true. This is a Hebrew text. I got to look more into this mechanical translation because I don't know how accurate it is. I just don't know. I got to look more into this, and I think you should too. Okay. So this is a breakdown. Satan or the serpent. The reason I said Satan because we know it was Satan. But the Bible doesn't mention Satan. It doesn't mention the devil. It doesn't mention Lucifer. It doesn't mention none of that. But this is also going to go back of the breakdown. How did the Satan come down? How was he able to manipulate this serpent? Or was it a serpent? Or was it a certain type of a form of an angel? I don't know. We, I'm going to get into all of that because I want to know as well. Okay, so what I want to do is break down the history of the serpent, not in a big long hour format, you know, in my next, you know, my next teaching when I come back. But, you know, the serpent used in the Bible scripturally, I'm going to be breaking that down as Satan was called the old serpent and whatever. He was also called the dragon. He had many, you know, negative names that was called that was called in the Bible. Okay. And uh, how was he able to manipulate this serpent? Was the serpent a normal type of form of a beast that Adam and Eve was used to looking at? Because, you know, God did have the cherubims and the different type of angels and stuff like that, you know. Make you want to say, hmm, what was, what, how did this serpent really look? Was this, did this serpent have legs? Was it a normal way of looking? Did the serpent talk? I don't think the serpent talked. Was it was it the serpent a type of being that Adam and Eve was used to looking at? You know, I'm talking about heavenly being because remember they was humans, they was created. Was it that way? The Bible does not explain that, but it just says the serpent was more subtle or was more crafty than any beast of the field. We're going to get more into that when I get back on this teaching of Genesis. We're going to start in Genesis 3 and 1. We're going to break down. I'm going to go back to the creation, and we have to get back to all of that to find out what's really going on. How was Satan able to do this, and what Satan, how Satan wound up on our earth, and what was going on. We're going to get into all of that on the next teaching on this, okay? So stay tuned, okay? God bless y'all for the next teaching, and I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you're getting something out of this. I'm taking my time on this because we would. I really want us to understand the book of Genesis and after you get through with this you shouldn't have you shouldn't have no type of 
reason at all why you shouldn't have a better picture of the early books of Genesis, you know, which I, which I hope you would anyway. I know I do. Okay. God bless you all. I love you all. This is Joseph Brownlee. If you have never thought about giving your life to Christ, this is a Bible study podcast. You're not going to get nothing here, but straight out Bible study, rightly divided, no hooping, no hollering, no eisegesis. Eisegesis ain't no reading into, and ain't no spiritualizing, going crazy with allegories. Now, allegories is not a negative. It's just when you go crazy, you start eisegesis, you know, reading into the Bible, things that's not there. Even in the book of Genesis, it's been read out of place and out of context. You're going to stay in context. That's the way it's going to be on this podcast. But if you never gave your life to Christ, please, this is the chance. How do you be saved? The way to be saved is believing. Believing and receiving. Believing and receiving goes together. You believe in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, of what he done, not who he was, what he done. When you believe that from your heart, with a broken, repentative change of mind heart, repent don't mean change your sins, your sins already be dealt with, you can never stop that anyway, but when a repent of changing contrite heart like King David had, when you come that way and believe that Jesus died for you, and you believe he died for those sins, and you receive that, not just believing it and just say, yeah, I believe it happened, but you receive it in your life for a change in your life, you will be saved, okay? You will be saved. Believing is receiving. Believe of what he done on the cross. God bless you all. Until next time, this is Joseph Brownlee on Connecting the Dots, for more Bible study on Connecting the Dots. Get no Connecto el punto, canatuno el punto. Uh, I get that mixed up. I'm going to practice that, practice on that more, my Spanish listeners. God bless you all. I love you all. Peace out. Bye bye.